the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, we have a successor to Simone Biles as the uh, preeminent female gymnast in America. And her name is Suni Lee. Uh, Suni Lee today won the all-around gold medal at the Olympics that everyone presumed that Simone Biles would win. Simone Biles, of course, could not win it because she is struggling mentally with confidence or some other thing that she has not enumerated. And so Suni Lee kept the U.S. streak of winning gold medals in the all-around going. Won today in Beijing, today in Tokyo, rather. And so she will become the darling of the American media. And she did Simone Biles a big favor, big, big, big favor, because she took the spotlight off Simone Biles. Americans like to win. She is uh, a, a great American success story. Uh, I, I've never heard this term in my life. Lee is the first Hmong American to make the U.S. Olympic gymnastics team. Aaron, have you ever heard of a Hmong American? Maybe the H is silent. H-M-O-N-G. Yeah, I think it's Hmong. Hmong American? Okay. Yes. Her parents emigrated from Laos, settled in Minneapolis, um, so apologize for mispronouncing that. I've just never seen that term before. Uh, when she was a kid, her parents could not afford to buy her a balance beam to practice on. So her dad built her one. Uh, so from a homemade balance beam to an Olympic gold medalist, amazing. It is amazing. And I hope she is an inspiring story because I would love for Suni Lee to become a role model for little girls because this, uh, enabling of what Simone Biles did in dropping out of the competition is such an insidious thing for us to embrace as a country. And today in USA Today, Suzette Hackney, (laughs) the aptly named Suzette Hackney, uh, wrote an opinion piece that is garbage. It reads like this. U.S. Olympic gymnast Simone Biles adorned with bedazzled goats on her leotards. Struts into the competition with the pressure of living up to the GOAT acronym, greatest of all time. Biles proved to be just that, greatest of all time, when she decided to withdraw from team competition Tuesday. So by withdrawing, she proved she's the greatest of all time, according to the aptly named Suzette Hackney. 
her opinion piece continues. The most decorated gymnast in world championship history. Biles is a hero and role model. Not because she pushed through her pain for another medal, but because she quit to take care of herself. So we have a columnist at an influential newspaper, USA Today, saying that Simone Biles is a hero because she quit. Okay. Aaron and I have been through this. I've talked about this. I rail on this because it must be headed off. It must be headed off. There is nothing unusual or even um, to be condemned that Simone Biles caved to pressure at the Olympics. That happens a lot. That happens a lot. That happens in high school competitions. It happens in multiple uh, athletic situations. It happens when people give speeches. It happens when the red light on the camera goes on. It happens when the microphone light goes on. People succumb to pressure all the time. There is no disgrace in that. What cannot be tolerated is to equate... Simone Biles' justification for what she did, and hail it as heroic. Quitting cannot be hailed as heroic. If Simone Biles, if she wanted to gain my admiration and approval, not that she lives for that, but I would have been just fine if she had done exactly what she did and had shown up in the post competition press conference and said I couldn't go today I wasn't feeling it I tried it wasn't there I didn't want to hurt myself I didn't want to hurt my team I feel terrible that I let my team down I wish I could have delivered for them I couldn't I'm proud of them. I'm sorry I put them in a bad position. I don't have anything else for you. Because that would have been an honest reaction. But for her to get up there and say, sometimes it's okay to be selfish. I wasn't having fun. This is supposed to be fun. Very little, (laughs) very little about your life will be fun. Unless you adopt the attitude that serving others is fun. If it's going to be all about you, your fun, your self-gratification, your achievement, your elevation, if that's the grading scale, you're really going to have an empty life. But if you can channel the fulfillment of doing for others, serving others, helping others, lifting others, increasing other people's capacity, then the most mundane things can be fun. Because you're drawing your 
fulfillment, your satisfaction, your value from helping others. Let's say Simone Biles' attitude was common in all walks of life. In walks of life where we count on people to be courageous enough to confront their fear, their doubts. I wouldn't want a fireman to show up at a home engulfed in flames with little children inside, battle his way to the top of the stairs, look into the bedroom and see flames surrounding a five-year-old girl and say, man, if I drag her out of here, that's going to really like scar me mentally. That could haunt me forever. Like, it is not fun. I'm I'm sorry, but I'm I'm, out of here. Would you want that? You see, we can't laud the kinds of things that we are now routinely lauding if we intend to be the kind of a world, the kind of a country, the kind of a people that is anything but a bunch of self-absorbed, impossible-to-please messes. We just can't. That's just not, not possible. So what Simone Biles did, she did, she did in the heat of the moment. What this person wrote, she took 48 hours to process that, think about it, and... Still, deems Simone Biles greater in shrinking from the challenge of competing than she ever was, and she was great competing in the Rio Olympics. It's just an utterly amazing, crazy, insidious opinion to have. I I can't even begin to fathom how anybody could come to that kind of a conclusion. But it's a very common, very common mindset in our country right now. And it all goes back to what I said earlier. Nobody wants to say the hard thing. Because the hard thing is, oh, the hard thing is a mean thing. The hard thing is a very, very mean thing. We don't dare say that. We don't dare do that. We can't do that. Because if we do... Uh, well, somebody's feelings might get hurt, or you know, I mean, I might, I might have to pay a price for saying the hard thing. <laughs> You're doing people a gigantic favor when you tell them the hard thing. I wonder if Simone Biles would have been different if some coach would have pulled her aside and said, you know, be- before you withdraw, this is going to always be on your legacy. Is that what you want, or would, do you want to go out there, do your best, try your hardest, and see? How it goes. We'll never know. But Suni Lee's the new champion. Good for her. I look forward to learning more about her. So I wanted to end the show tonight by talking about pretty much what I talked about in the open and wrap up the news events of the day in a context that 
came to me this morning as I happened to flip the television on as I was eating my breakfast, and I saw Dan Patrick, who's the lieutenant governor of the state of Texas, and he was on talking about the border crisis and the number of illegal immigrants streaming across the border. And he was very angry and very passionate. And he was very plain spoken in that Joe Biden is allowing it, that Joe Biden doesn't care. And I got to thinking about that. And why would he not care? And look, I mean, I've said before that the Biden border crisis is not a crisis because they want it to happen that way. But it, it, it hit me at that point in time. I thought about the border and I thought about COVID and I thought about our rising crime rates. And I thought about, you know, the Olympics and the dominant story here recently is the Simone Biles thing in gymnastics uh, where she tapped out on her teammates. And as I thought about it, I realized like all the headlines come together and I'm trying to make sense of what is to me nonsensical. We're a country where we've always prided meritocracy and where we've prided hard work and we've prided dedication and we've had borders, and we've, you know, uh, we've had a common sense of values and a common sense of purpose and mission. We don't have that anymore. We don't have that anymore. And why? Why don't we have it anymore? We don't have it on COVID. There's half the countries ready to lock down, put masks on, hide in their basement, and half the country wants to live our lives and realize it's a germ, and we've overcome germs before, and we will again. So uh, I, I, I just finally landed on the fact that we we on these here's the deal with the Simone Biles thing what bothered me the most about it I said yesterday was the reaction to it and the reaction to Simone Biles the gold medalist in gymnastics bailing on her teammates for the team competition of the Olympics was she said out loud I'm taking care of me it's okay to be selfish it's not okay to be selfish it's not okay to be selfish Every headline we have today is about selfishness. Every single headline. Every single one. Because Joe Biden cannot say no to his constituents because it's a hard thing. Courage is a hard thing. Bravery is a hard thing. Pushing through, doing things you don't want to do, saying things people don't want to hear is a hard thing. Simone Biles being told by her coach at the Olympics, you get your butt out there and compete. I don't care if you're feeling it or not feeling it. You said you'd compete. you got to compete. That's hard. Nobody wants to tell Simone Biles that. And the reason why it's initially like received so well is because if the left can make cowardice courage... And that's what they're doing with Simone Biles. Oh, she, oh, she's tending to her mental health. Oh, isn't that great? She's, oh, she's taking care of her. If we can make everybody in the country think first about themselves, what do we kill? We kill sacrifice. We kill community. We kill shared values because, well, I don't share. Well, I'm not going to. Why would I share a value? I'm going to do for me. Me, 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 me. And the people who are at the top of the system, the powerful, the Joe Bidens, the Nancy Pelosi's, the Chuck Schumer's, if they can turn courage into cowardice, what can they assure themselves? If there's no such thing as courage, there's no such thing as dissent. There's no such thing as standing up for yourself. There's no such thing as fighting back against mask mandates. There's no such thing as fighting back against stupid inner city policies that defund police or reimagine police and end up with 
people getting murdered all over our country and right here in our own city. And what we're trying to do by telling people that what we used to think is courage is not courage anymore, what we used to think of as cowardice is now courage, is that we want everybody to be afraid. We want them to be afraid of COVID. We want them to be afraid of, you know, all kinds of things. And if we can keep them afraid, if we can keep everybody afraid, and we can keep everybody selfish, and if we can keep everybody lazy, then we turn every single person in America into a baby bird waiting for mama bird to drop food into its mouth, unable to fend for itself, unable to fly out of the nest and spread its wings and achieve anything on its own. And in that situation where you become so reliant on being fearful, not spreading your wings, not trying anything, you then are in a position where you're well you're willing to let others do everything for you and if everybody else is doing for you who's the ultimate do it for you entity in the united states the government the government's the ultimate entity here's a check for this and here's a check for this and here's your health care and we'll forgive your college debt and don't worry we're going to bring in you know we're oh don't worry we'll reimagine safety in your neighborhood you don't have to worry about it no no pay no attention to the man in the mirror those murders aren't really happening They become the answer to everything. And if they become the answer to everything, then you can't ever push back on anything they say. Whether they tell you to wear a mask, whether they tell you, oh, there are murders in Chicago. Crime is down in Chicago. You heard Joe Biden say it. Well, I know murders are up and violent crime is up, but crime is down. As if jaywalking being down makes any of us safer. One of the few truth tellers in Washington, D.C. is Louisiana Senator John Kennedy. Here's John Kennedy on crime in the United States and the way we let people run amok and take over and ruin multiple American cities. There are some people in this world that just aren't fit to be part of our society. Uh, They're not sick. They're not mixed up. They're not confused. It's not a question of whether their mama or daddy loved them enough. They're they're just antisocial. In terms of public safety, they're just bad. And uh, we, we, I thought, as a society, had agreed that that's why we need law enforcement, is to get them off the streets and to protect law-abiding citizens from them. That was a universal truth. Apparently, no longer. Not all, but many of my Democratic colleagues have done an about-face. Um, now, the, the, uh, the bad guys are the, are the cops. Uh, I hear it every day. The, the cops are, are, are guilty until proven innocent, and they're all a bunch of racists, apparently even the African-American police officers. I just don't get it. And, and President Biden, bless his heart, he, he can run around like a fox on fire and say, not me, I never said that, I'm not a part of it. Wrong. He was. He has said it. Look at the, uh, the Democratic platform, the written Democratic platform on which he ran. He wrote it. They talk about reimagining the police, um, uh, and, and the president has supported every single one of our major Democratic mayors in every major Democratic city. They not only talked about defunding the police, they did it. And how's that working out? How's that working out in the Hilltop? How's that working out in Franklinton? How's that working out in Columbus, Ohio, and elsewhere? 
And now we're sending social workers out on some 911 calls. They want to keep you stupid. They want to keep you obedient. They want to keep you lazy. They want to keep you afraid because then they'll take care of all your problems and they'll provide everything for you. And then you won't dare push back when they tell you what to do, even if they don't tell you why to do it. And that is what aggravates me most about COVID, about crime, about masking, about all this nonsense is just tell me why. And when they won't tell you why, that's the very definition of a totalitarian government. And if we're just all hoodwinked on what courage is, oh, giving in is courage? Okay, well, I guess I'll just give in. Then the totalitarians win. And that would be a horrible, awful result for our nation. Because there's not another one coming like us to provide for people the freedom and liberty that we've had. We're it. We're its last hope. And Ronald Reagan said it can vanish in a generation. And when I see the generation that's coming up now, 